Hello, 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 hello. Hello, you're listening to Band of Mothers. Thanks. That means you're either a mother yourself or you're just in the mood to hear all about one. My name is Josie and I chat to one mother each episode because I like asking mums like me questions about how their lives work and then interrupting them with my own inane thoughts about what they're saying. So this week it's the turn of Molly. Three things you'll be able to tell from listening to Molly talk about her life are, number one, this isn't our first time talking mum stuff. She's actually my sister-in-law and we had babies about the same time, so we've kind of got a bit of a thing going on. And number two, she was born in the UK, but she grew up in the US, so she now lives in Boston, hence her accent. And personally, I think she is the voice twin of Cameron Diaz might just be me. I don't think it is. I think she is the voice twin of Cameron Diaz. Number three, she flips very easily between a big, quite serious chat about like things like the connection between nutrition and mental wellness issues, and then telling me that her pet name for her son is Asshole, which incidentally, it isn't. That is an untruth, fake news. One thing you won't be able to tell from listening is that she bought me a beautiful embroidery kit for my birthday last year that is covered in flowers and the words, fuck yes, and I love it. She gets me. Uh, Actually, I just finished it, so maybe I'll pop a photo of it on the Band of Mothers Insta. In the meantime, why don't you listen to this? La 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 tita la la tita. Uh, Molly, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you this: the same first question I ask everybody. Out of ten, how would you score your work-child balance? <sighs> I <sighs> score myself out of ten. I would say eight. I Great. think I do it pretty well. Excellent. But that's only because I don't have a full-time job, and I think that would change if I did have a full-time job. Do you? Do you think it's something... Has it changed since your son has been at school? Yes. Nice. Yeah, 100%. So the secret to a work-child balance is not having a child around very much. School age. And not doing that much work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking, because you are actually doing something quite serious at the moment. Yeah. Um... Uh, what what are you doing? Tell me. Uh, so I have a private practice where I see nutrition clients mm-hmm. part-time. And then right now I'm in my first year of grad school, mm-hmm. also part-time, mm-hmm. from home. What is the equivalent of grad school in England? Because you, you don't oh. live in England. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're so international. I actually don't know. Is it a master's degree? Yes. That... Yeah. Okay, all right. You're doing your master's. I'm doing my master's. Right. In, um, in social work. Do the two tie together? Yes. In what ways? So as I, I've been a nutritionist for almost nine years and I've noticed a really big correlation between mental health and nutrition struggles. And so um, I'm channeling the work I've done as a nutritionist into my social work degree. Nice. And it'll be sort of based around eating issues and body issues. So were people people coming to you and saying like, oh, I've got this thing about this nutritional goal or problem? Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes it was very specific and sometimes it wasn't, but it wasn't something that a doctor could help with. So I sort of stepped in and helped with okay. some sort of chronic but not serious medical issue. 
Okay. And then it turned into, wait a sec, this is actually more of a mental health issue that's okay. manifesting as a physical issue. <sighs> it's pretty It's pretty deep. <laughs> People's relationship with food. Like, you've obviously read loads of books and you know loads of... How would you summarize as it is at the moment? Like, what's the what's happening? Oh, boy. Is that too big? <sighs> that's a big question, but I think I can... But I think you can do it. I'm going to just try... I think that the biggest issue now is that there's a lot of information because we mm-hmm. live in a digital age and we have access to all this information and that is overwhelming and it's hard to, to sift the important from the not important stuff. And right. so people see a headline or an article online or whatever about the foods you should eat to be your healthiest or right. like the newest diet that's just come out or something and and it's really exciting and then there's you know all the stuff on social media with pictures of food and like beautiful colorful smoothies and things yes. and people just feel like oh that's what I should be eating that's yeah. what I sh- my there's future looks like yes got you okay but then it turns into something a bit worse than that and potentially leaves someone in a worse position than when they began right okay health wise do you think food the amount of food that we have available to us now is so huge compared to like say 50 years ago it's like you can eat what's in season mm. and that's been grown not much was manufactured mm. this is probably a cul-de-sac but do you know what i mean no i do know what you mean and i think that there's so many things that that play into how we look at food now mm. like the history of how exactly like bananas are not mm. something that's grown in either of the countries we live in, or at no. least the area of the country I live in. Yeah. And now it's like, you can't imagine a day without a banana. I Two feel... banana day. Mate, <laughs> I feel anxious when we are low yes. on bananas. I'm like, I, I see it as a point of pride that we don't run out of bananas. I know. That's outrageous. I think I, I relate to that oh. 100%. Oh my God. You have to have bananas in the fruit bowl at all times. Yeah. There's this running thing that Mia will have about, is there anything we need from the shop? We need milk and bananas. We always, always. need them. Yep. Is it universal? Probably. Probably. It's a universal truth. But now it's become almost like a symbiotic relationship between the country that grew the bananas and the country that's buying and shipping in the bananas, right? I mean, I actually don't know that much about You use the word trade. symbiotic, so I said, excuse me. I said a big word. <laughs> excuse me. What kind of podcast do you think this is? Because No. <laughs> retract that word right now so sorry um so that's your job you you how many children do you have i have one mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a boy he's a boy he's a bundle of fun he is good a, his name is finn which is similar to the word fun so. it is so yeah. close and yet sometimes so far so far <laughs> how did you find having a child change your life mm. just a small amount yeah tiny tiny changes very day to day. similar to what I what my life was like before <laughs> I never uh, could have prepared myself for the change that came after I had a child I feel like it was a total flip I really struggled with it for yeah. at least a year maybe even I would say two years the first two was that hormonal or practical changes or emotional changes all of your... the above what was the biggest it was just a totally different way of looking at life that I hadn't had to think about before. I'm an only child, and so I never really had that same sense of, like, uh, my own time is mm. whenever I want it to be, mm-hmm. my time on my own. And so all of a sudden, even when I was married, like, Phil and I both quite crave alone time separately. Right. Yes. And that makes it work for us. And so when we had a kid, it was like, no, you can't just, like, 
go away. No. Like, you can't just take a break. There is that enforced selflessness. Yeah. And that was a real shock to my system. And I think it ended up being a positive shock to the system, but it took a lot of adjusting for me. In what way? How is it positive? That I'm able to sort of... Yeah, I think so. Well, you tell me. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I think you just grow, don't you? I think you just grow. You're just like a duck with some things underneath you now. Mm -hmm. It's probably the best analogy I could come up with. (laughs) Duck with with some things like waddling underneath your body before you can just walk around now there's and something it was fine. there's a, something there you go for a swim now you're tripping over baby ducks you're the whole time slapping in the <laughs> yeah i think it helped me um be more empathetic to people in right. general especially right. other parents because i think mm. i had that thing before i had finn where i thought i knew a lot about parenting oh you know like yes. that oh, when I have a kid, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Why don't people do that? Yeah. You know, and, it, and now I'm like, what an asshole. Can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> you did. You can. Okay, great. I think that I really thought this is the worst experience of my life, having a newborn. And mm. now, looking back, there's the problems are so much more complicated as they get older. Mm-hmm. Problems yeah. are not as easy to fix. You can't just give them a bottle no. or... Change their diaper. Go out for a walk. Yeah. That was nice. That was so nice. For both of us. Yes. Going out for a walk is so nice as a mom. It's true. Except if you're really tired. Yeah. Or it's raining. Or it's raining. Or it's, in my case, snowing. In my case, I get more extreme weather than you, Judge. (laughs) Um, So tell me about your childcare that you had initially, because you didn't have family around you. I uh, really struggle with that one, because I... At first, I thought I'm gonna get childcare as soon as I possibly can because I right. need to like get back to myself. Yes. But the more I spent time with him, and the more I struggled with my postpartum depression, I felt like I needed to be around him more. Control. In a weird way. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You. Some people see that whole first period as like, well, that's just the fourth trimester. They just need to be on your body. Hmm. I think I would have a hard time with that as well because I don't think I was a super attached parent either like I didn't okay. have him on me all the time okay you just needed I kept to be a safe distance. in control of his situation <laughs> like a like a bomb disposal expert just be okay. near the bomb <laughs> okay <laughs> um how did you how did that work with Phil he, I mean obviously I was more on top of it because he worked and so right. he had work every day he's full time job he's a teacher and mm-hmm. um I found that really difficult when he went back to work, and I think Finn was only a a couple of months old when he went back to work, which was really nice because he had time off. In America, that's good. That was nice. So what's the normal maternity-paternity leave in America? Normal, I think it varies. Yeah, 12 weeks is the pretty standard maternity maternity leave. Sometimes it's six. Paternity is a week or two. Aren't we? So spoiled. Very spoiled, but but USA is by far the worst, as, as far as I know. In the whole world? Yes. Wow. <laughs> In terms That's of thorough. short amount of time. But I feel like there are more and more companies, at least, that are elongating or giving more benefits for maternity and paternity leave. So, but you could split it with Phil, mentally. It's, isn't it hard? Because they go back to no. work. It's like, you've gone back to your normal life. Yeah. You don't... Yeah. That's, I think he that's very... interact with adults every yeah. day. Yeah, it's very difficult to um, not compare your lots, isn't it? 
Yeah, you know? I really feel bad for Phil from that period because I was not doing well and hadn't really figured out what I needed yet in yes. terms of my own like sanity. Mm -hmm. And so he would come home from work and I pretty much never left the house during the first few months. Yeah. And I was just a wreck and, and, and you know, struggling. No fun to be around. No fun to be around. No. And then couldn't even muster up anything for, like, cooking us dinner when he yeah. got home. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I handed the baby over and then got doing, getting busy with yeah. other things. It was yeah. like I handed the baby over no. and then... Vegetated. Yeah. Yeah. It was really rough. But yeah. that was that was the hardest part because then it got easier as, as maybe I lifted out of my fog, but also Finn got older. And True. So what do you do now? What do you have to do to keep yourself as you? Um, a lot of things. Many, I mean, many. <laughs> so many things. These are the things I need. Ready? Go. Yeah. I definitely need my alone time every day, and that's so much easier with school, obviously, to, like, just even sit in a room by myself. Right. Like, I just need to be alone What do you do bit. in your alone time? Is this private? Hang on. Hmm. What do you do? Um, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'll just sit and read something like or uh -huh. I'll just check my phone yes. something kind of mindless or I'll watch a show or I'll listen to a song or a podcast <laughs> nice um, do you ever just listen to a song yeah that's interesting I don't think I've ever done that really isn't that funny my dad used to do that all the time and I've yeah. never huh. um, that is a, a major part of my self care if you want to call it that yeah and I also need some sort of movement but it has to be like facilitated by someone if you know what I mean so like not just going for a walk but like a I like class. to do yoga yes so I have a yoga teacher who I see mm -hmm. specifically her because I really like her style and she's really great nice and she does like aromatherapy and Ooh. all this stuff a lot it's like it's more than just yoga to me and then I also That's see a chiropractor okay. I used to see an acupuncturist there's always like some sort of yeah when I can and little have treats. the means to do it yeah little treats let's talk about your job mm -hmm. and you know studying that counts thanks yes. Thank no it you. does it really does yeah. you've opted into that in a big way so in what ways does it define who you are yeah, that's a good question because I feel like it used to define me way more Ooh. before I had Finn because I really feel like me as a parent is a huge part of who I am. But it's not something that like, you know, like I feel spread relatively evenly Okay. between the various parts of my life. Yes, okay. So how do you approach food in terms of Finn? How do you like? How do you use your work stuff mm. in your approach to your child stuff? Do they cross over? Yeah, because mm. um, yeah. you introduced me to the phrase "sometimes food," mm -hmm. which has spread locally. Has it? Yes, All totally. Right. No, it's a really useful way of talking about food, which you know, saying like, "Oh, like it's a treat. You don't want that. Yeah, like yeah. that's bad for you." It, it's that non-judgmental, but just it's a really practical way of talking about food. Yes. There's another phrase that I recently learned that I feel is really helpful when Give. you're talking about foods to kids, and that is talking about what's on the menu, quote, quote. Ooh. So if a kid asks you, like, can I have a cookie, uh -huh. you don't want to say no because then it creates this thing of, like, you can't have that thing yeah. and they're going to want the it more. And Instead, it's not on the menu right now. Nice. Or it is on the menu, but we're having it later. Or it's on the menu tomorrow. Wow. And so it's almost like that menu idea gives you a little bit more yeah. control of the situation in yeah. a way where it's like you it is your job to provide the foods it's not like a kid can go to the grocery store and buy themselves whatever they want uh hang on home alone except for in that one scene that <laughs> did happen 
He did. He, he had bought fabrics off me. And he had coupons. And he had coupons. So it does happen. Okay, fine. Yep, you're right. Forget it. But, uh, yeah, there's this whole theory about the division of responsibility that right. I quite like the sound of in terms of feeding kids, and that is that the parent is responsible for what the child eats and when. Right. And the child is responsible for how much uh-huh. and if they eat what you provide them. Oh, that's interesting. So okay. it's not so it's your job to provide lots of different options perhaps or like at least one of the a food that they, you know that they like so uh-huh. it is not a scary like new food all the yeah. time and they don't want to eat especially if they have food aversions or picky eating habits and uh-huh. then um, but it is their job to decide if if and how much they're going to eat of each food on the plate. So, oh, okay, and the menu thing, it's menu. not you being the author, like, I'm making this decision. The menu's like a neutral thing, isn't it? It's not, no, I'm, I'm the gate. Right, it's gate not like keeper. I'm not letting you have it. It's like that, we're making this plan, That was, that's the menu, and it's not on the menu. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what other hacks do you have? Have you got any other food hacks <sighs> for children? Gimme, gimme, gimme. I've given you Or what should I not do? What do you think is, can be a really damaging thing to do? A really damaging thing to do is to call foods good and bad. Um, And I think even to talk about, like, you know how, and I'm totally guilty of this, I used to do this all the time, Mm -hmm. because Finn is quite a picky eater, talking about things like protein and carbs and calories and things like that. What about sugar? Mine are, I say, like, that's too much sugar for you all the time. Or, like, yes, you can have sugar, but it's a sometimes food, and that's going to drive you crazy, and you shouldn't have sugar. They are very... um, fluent in the language of sugar it is what do you think it is challenging because that is just something we talk about in in our culture right the idea of sugar being this like awful thing that we need to control a bit and not have too much of yeah um and i think that is a little bit like even just talking about it that way creates this relationship with it you know how like because everyone when there's kids involved in a party situation and there's obviously going to be sugar, yeah, you always hear some parents talking about, oh, now they're going to go crazy. Or like, yes, oh, the true. sugar's kicked in. True. And I think part of it is they it's were like just at a party. They oh, were just right. at a party. They are having fun with each other. They're in yeah. this sort of like uncontrolled zone. It's yeah. not school. It's not... Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be about the sugar. It right. might be a little bit, but it doesn't have to be all blamed on sugar. Wow, I blame so much on sugar. Mm. That is like the public enemy number one in our house. Right. Shh. Right, okay. So maybe I need to just... Uh... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is tricky. No. It really is. What type... What are your hopes for the type of adult that Finn will become? Mm. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Mm. <laughs> that he'll be a kind adult mm-hmm. just like a caring kind person not selfish I hope that he isn't afraid of taking risks nice yeah which I feel like I was and it am sort of yeah and so I I guess all my hopes for him are sort of based on yes. me <laughs> I'm sorry but it's like a trick question it is a trick question tell me what's wrong with you right <laughs> That's the basis. It is. Um, Isn't that weird? Yes, you always, like, I hope they're just not the same as me. Right. In that way that's like, and the generation before us said, I hope they're not the same as me, so we went the opposite way, and da 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 Wow, our very first ancestors must have been perfect human beings. They probably were, except they don't even understand what the sun was. Right. Idiots. Right, shit. So, come on. 
Um, so what do you do to foster those things? I try and encourage, because he is quite a fearful kid, like, and quite a, um, trepidatious. Like, he was very late to... Excuse Sorry, me, trepidatious. Ten points. Ten points. Trepidatious. Quite nervous about, like, when he first started walking or cr- right. running or climbing, or he would never go up onto a high thing at the playground. And, okay. you know, like, he's very fearful of just, like, anything physical that felt like he might fall or hurt himself. Is that because you Part were? of that is my fault. I bet it is. Because I was always like, no! Ten! You'll fall! Oh, I don't know why I'm so nervous. God, weird. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no! Why are you so jumping all the time? Oh, no. No, go on, yeah. It's true, isn't it? But yeah, and and then being just kind. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but I always want him to be just like empathetic towards his friends and not leave anyone out. Or hmm. it is hard because he is an only child, and so to have that sort of social awareness is tricky. Right. But we do talk about it quite a lot, and and he's learning it. He's learning it. I mean, it's funny. You you. I think you almost think about that like it's a nature thing mm-hmm. there's no way that's a nature thing everybody's no. like designed to survive and like every man for himself kind of well i don't know yeah to sort a certain of. extent and then actually no the socially acceptable thing is to be nice to everyone because we kind of have to be part of a team so there are too many of us on so this planet that damn planet yeah i yeah so yeah. it's a learned it's thing sur- yeah so you know that's yeah. okay and we talk quite well. a lot about feelings as well. Because I think there's this thing mm. about boys and, like, you can't talk about feelings or, like, you can't have certain feelings. Mm. Yeah. You have to be tough. So the stereotype of boys being, like, oh, he's so rambunctious. And, right. like, girls like tea parties and, um, you know, cre- doing drawings. Mm-hmm. And it really riles me. Oh, me too. Especially lately. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had a couple of situations where people have, just drop things in like because obviously we have three boys and it's like oh I have three boys it's like stop wincing at me yes they're um, all individuals yes please and they really are by the way Aren't your kids they? are all so different I in like a wonderful way that's what made us want to have a third one actually that was our main motivation the first two being so different we were like how could we chuck these ingredients together put them in the same oven mm. and come out with a whole other recipe did you did it happened you really did yeah just basically a social experiment science experiment at the expense of the planet (laughs) sorry overpopulation tell me something about your childhood that shapes how you parent wince wince i wince being an only child i think about the way i was raised in terms of like who i spent the most time with and the the people i spent the most time with apart from at school were adults okay because it was my mom and dad my grandma who was around a lot when i was little i had an au pair for a while babysitter um so both my parents worked full-time so okay that that was a thing so uh i sort of felt like i i want my child who we now know will be an only child yeah no more kids Mm -hmm. to have like lots of friends and lots of kid time. Right. I'm always quite conscious of how much kid time he's getting. Sure. Like time to be silly. Time to be silly and time to be around other kids. When were you silly? When you were little? Yeah. Because you're I mean, quite silly now. But I was quite serious child. Were you? Yeah. Do you think it's flipped? Do you think you flipped because you're like, oh yeah, I can have fun. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that funny? I think. Normally you think. Oh, you have fun when you're a kid, and then when you're grown up, you gotta knuckle down. Right. You've gone the other way. Uh, maybe. Finn um, is quite a silly kid, and Phil is a lot better at being silly with him and like just getting down to his level, 
Yeah. Even physically and just like playing with him on the floor or like doing things that he wants to do. Yeah. And I'm not as good at that. I'm good at doing things with him, like activities with him. But when it comes to just like mucking around playing with cars or... I'm awful at that. I'm really bad at that. I Somebody was saying the other day, like, yeah, but you obviously do, like, imaginative play with your kids. Like, no. You know, I wouldn't do that mm. imaginative role play kind of game with them. But maybe that's not my place to do it. Maybe. Maybe that's okay. And I don't think I'm a very inhibited person, but I don't think I could do no. that. Um, One of the things that Finn and I do do together that I've sort of just sort of I want to do and now he's interested too because I want to oh no (laughs) it's coloring no but it's nice because he does not like coloring or doing artwork or drawing or anything right and I quite like coloring in so mindful right it's the ultimate mindful joy experience just to sit with him he has this color by number book that we brought here for our trip and so we've been doing that together but the only time he wants to do it is if I do it with him because he knows that I like to do it and I think it's his way of trying to connect with me a little bit yeah do you chat while you're doing it yeah that's nice and mostly he'll just be like I like coloring with you oh (laughs) heart over fill spills over you know I don't I'm trying to find ways to connect with him that can last us a bit because you know he's getting older and like more interested in things that I'm just I know. How do you do that? Right. Um, Tell me something that Finn said recently that has amazed you. I mean, the one thing that sticks out of my head is when he said, I really like being mad. (laughs) Yes, he said that to me recently. That's an amazing thing to know. But I don't... I'm trying to tease that out a bit and figure out what that means. I'll I'll give you the word you need to teach him. Schadenfreude. Okay. Everybody (laughs) likes being mad and having that kind of slightly (laughs) disgusting emotion and being like, oh, that's quite nice. Okay. It's like pleasure pain. Do you think pain. that's what that is, though? It's like emotional pleasure pain. Yes. And, like, if you, huh. enjoying being mad, it's like you get to lord something over somebody, and you get that, like, slight power play and feel mm. a bit important, and you're exerting your own... He doesn't get that feeling very often, so that makes sense. Yeah. Like, in terms of being in power. Power. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Diagnosed it. Hope I got it right. Sorry Thanks. if I didn't. Been in 20 How years. How much do I owe you for this <laughs> session? Um, you can pay me in pizza. Right, great. So, we're now going to do word association. Oh, Quick. Fun. Ready? Okay. Romance. Love. Run. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Abroad. Travel. Caramel. Am I doing this right? Yeah. Okay. Caramel. Chocolate. Camel. Toe. <laughs> I knew it. I absolutely... Why did you put camel after caramel? To mess with you. Oh, man. I know. It's tests all the time. Internet. Web. Smell. You just think of synonyms. I know. That's not how this works, is it? I mean, if it's the first thing that springs to your mind. The first thing that comes in my head. No, just more of the same. (laughs) A human dictionary. (laughs) Uh, Relaxation. Spa. Oh, yeah. Drums. Bass. Airbag. Car. Camel. It's still toe. No. No, you're not allowed it. (laughs) Right, the final section here. Wait, is there anything we haven't talked about that you think we should talk about? Wow. So one thing that I found tricky thinking about like this idea of like work-life balance good I I struggled and continue to struggle with did I do the right thing about not putting Finn in some sort of care situation do you instead of staying home with him yes I really do because I think that I wonder if it was the it was good for me to do Mm -hmm. that or Mm -hmm. if it was good for him like Mm -hmm. I did I set him up for some sort of like how he is now or Mm -hmm. did my in what way how he is now just I thought it was selfless right but I think it was selfish because it really was about 
Yeah. Me. What and you needed. What I was de- dealing with. Yeah. And having a baby and staying at home with a baby is a very safe place thing. It's a fi- I needed a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, it's incredibly challenging and draining, but it becomes this, it's like a, what is it when you fall in love with your, um, captor? Thank you. <laughs> and it's the same thing. That's what you have yes. with your baby. Like, yeah. oh, you're locking me in, but I kind of want to be here because I feel safe here and I know what I do and everything outside has become a bit threatening now. Yep. So what is that syndrome called? And is it okay to say that you have that for a baby? Right. Answer to question one, we don't know. We don't know. Answer to question two, <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> but I think we are on the same page I with think that we one. Are. I know we totally are because that's so true. And the wrench of like, I'm going to put you in childcare now. I've, I've got it coming up with my third one. And I feel it oh, in yeah. me that's like, oh man, I'm going to have to make some decisions about my own life yes. now. That plus. Not no, the the hardest part for me was not knowing what he was up to while he was at really? when he first started preschool. He was just doing a half day, uh-huh. but it was every day and what goes on those preschool three hours. Days of preschool, right? It or does. Four, I was like, "What is he doing?" And I and it was really hard for me to not know at wow. first. Wow, that's slightly controlling, isn't you'd it? Say. A little bit, you know. That I've, I've this is not the first time. <laughs> this isn't news. You're okay. telling me old information on that one. <laughs> Um, okay, the last section is questioning of destiny. Ooh. I know, right? Okay. I've got 49 questions. Whoa. T- give me a number, and I will ask you that question. Okay. Go. Number seven. Of course Lucky it is. number seven. Who is your biggest supporter? Phil. Okay. I can't, I can't even, that's not even a question. Okay, good. Well, then it doesn't count. Next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really nice, actually. There are a lot of people who... Would everybody say their partner? Hopefully. Mm. You kind of want it. You've agreed to have a kid together, haven't you? Yeah, but sometimes support mm. looks different from a partner as it does from a what, friend. Or what does he do that supports you that means the most? I think it's just a sense of, like, rock-solidness mm. and, like, security and safety and reliability. Okay. Which is, and that's what I get from him more than anyone else. Okay, yeah, and that is his personality. He is a very he's just always straight there. down the line, yeah. solid guy. Isn't right, he? he's not flaky. <laughs> he's definitely not flaky. No, 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 no. In fact, he hates flakiness. Oof. Oof. That's why I rile him so. <laughs> he's flaky. Um, well, okay, next question. I'm gonna go with uh, twenty-one. What pet names? Has anyone ever had for you? Hmm. And which is your favorite of them? You know what's so interesting? I just thought about this. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. A Shut few days up. ago. No, I will not. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking on your podcast. My mom used to call me Birdie Bird or oh Bird when I was little. So one of my friends calls me that and I love it. Really? Birdie. Yeah. That's so love sweet. it. Yeah. Why do you love that one so much? I don't. Well, it's just because it's my mom probably. Yeah. But. I hadn't really thought about it until now when I realized why. Why was I called that? Yeah. And my mom told me recently, and this is the first time I ever knew about this, because when I was a baby, I used to purse my lips together and it looked sort of like a baby bird. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> is she so, so cool you right now? Yeah, she does sometimes. Aww. Sometimes, yeah. And then we've been talking about spirit animals lately. Of course. And my spirit animal was recently revealed to me that it was a raven who who revealed it the yoga teacher I keep talking to you about 
Yeah, she's really into it. She's really into spirit animals. It's amazing. And she was doing, so she does a lot of like, you know, like touch, like she has Reiki. Yeah. And she was doing Reiki on me while I was in a forward fold, like on the floor, sitting down, folding forward. Mm -hmm. And she had her hands on my back and she said she sensed a raven's wings coming around my back. Shut the fuck up. I mean, who knows if If any of this is legit. Scientific proof that I'm a raven (laughs) and I don't even. I'm going to throw all my test tubes out the window. It's official. Uh, what do you call Finn? Do you have a do you have a pet name for him? Finny, mostly. I sometimes call him Bubba or Asshole. <laughs> Little that's not turd. okay. Okay, right. Uh, turd. Yeah, that's nice. Well, and last question. Mm-hmm. This is it. Okay, I'm gonna do forty-eight. Ooh, how did you decide to have the number of children you have? Mm. Oh, we've come to this. Oh, wow, good. This is a As real easy we're on, one. We're on one. Go on. <laughs> So when we first were thinking about having kids, I always wanted more than one because right. I was an only and I did not want to have an only child. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my child to have that same experience because I found that isolating and lonely sometimes. Mm. So I always wanted two, no more than two. And mm-hmm. then I had Finn and I went through some tr- difficult times, like the birth was difficult, yeah. postpartum depression. Yep. Just generally feeling like I don't know what I'm doing as a parent. Yeah, so uh, those reasons made me not want to do it again. But mm. then, as as time went on and Phil and I were parents for longer, mm-hmm. I just started to get the realization that like we wouldn't do well as a as parents of more than one. Okay. Like I said, we both need our alone time. Yeah. We both crave it, and we're not good people without it. Yeah. To each other or to Finn. Right. And I think that adding another child into the mix would not be helpful for our relationship or Finn. I think that's an incredibly strong decision. I think, A, like knowing yourself that well and being honest with yourselves. And then, B, not being... Because there is like a peer pressure from, you know... And society in general, like, oh, an only child. Like, there's, you know, people have opinions. Yep. I feel nervous about it because... Do you? I do because I worry about that just being the choice that we've made. And then also that Phil did actually want more than one for a long time. And has... We've... We we keep sort of of coming back to it and he's sort of now on the side that it's okay Mm. to have one. I feel grateful that Phil is the the person he is and isn't going to, like jump you leave because of it you know what I mean but no but really because it could really make or break a relationship Mm. I mean the number of kids you have is a big important thing in a relationship so I appreciate him for that well done Phil and in conclusion Phil is the winner I (laughs) appreciate and at the end of the podcast Phil wins Mm. sorry you lose again I know um thank you for being on my podcast thank you for having me goodbye goodbye (laughs) end of the podcast End of the podcast. End of the podcast. Oh.